For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to the European Hoops Podcast. We are a Sports Eaters presentation. We bring you all the coverage you need of the EuroLeague. We recap and preview all the action and cover all the news surrounding the competition. Join us on this ride and learn more about some of the best basketball played in the world. Make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Eaters EuroLeague. We welcome all the new listeners joining the European Hoops Podcast and we greet all of our loyal followers. As you guys know, my name is Andre and this is my great co-host, Diogo Valente, ready to go to Italy and recap virtual season, Diogo? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, anytime we have Milos Teodosic involved, I'm always ready, <laughs> so, so let's get into it. Yeah, Virtus have a few greats and we will certainly be dwelling in all of them. Our season recaps are coming to an end with only four more episodes left on the docket. Those will be coming out on the following two weeks, Monday and Wednesday. And we take no break here in the European Hoops podcast. And uh, in the following week of ending the, um, the team recaps, we start previewing the World Cup for you guys. So stick around and uh, let's have some fun with the uh, the great basketball we expect to see in the World Cup. But today we head to the beautiful city of Bologna and to dwell into Virtus season, a team that in 98 won their first EuroLeague, led by the great coach Ettore Messina that we have previously talked about when we recap Milano. They later repeated the, the feat in 2001 and uh, this season Virtus ended the regular season in 14th place despite being a competitive team with a competitive roster. Virtus had recorded uh, 14 wins and 20 losses during this season, trailing five wins below the playoff cut line and this ultra in this ultra-competitive EuroLeague season. They ended the season with a minus 6.4 nate rating, ranking 14 in points allowed per game and 13 in points scored per game. What makes it safe to say that uh, their standings and performance did match in the end. There were also positives for this experienced roster led by players like uh, Teodosic, Toko, Ojale, Bellinelli, Hackett and uh, one of the best head coaches in the business Sergio Scariolo. This group ranked fourth in assists per game between all the teams in the competition. Diogo, we already know that Teodosic is uh, heading to Belgrade to play with Red Star. Ojale will play with Valencia but uh, let's first focus on uh, what were the strengths, weaknesses of this group and let us know where they should look to improve for the, the next season. Well, I think they had, a, they had the talent to be a competitor team and, and to contend to, to try and contend for the playoffs uh, and they had good moments but Shangela was hurt uh, a lot of time and with an older team with Milos and Bellinelli they, they just couldn't get that consistency to, to really get over the hump uh, I, obviously some changes are coming like you said uh, Milos is going back to Red Star um, uh, Jaite uh, will go to Monaco Nicomanian will go to Basconia so uh, Ojale to Valencia so a lot of changes are coming uh, I think their goal I think will be the same to be as competitive as possible and to maybe try to, to be a playoff team uh, but uh, personally I, I don't see it uh, next season uh, but I think they will be competitive I think Scariolo obviously one of the best coaches in, in EuroLeague so I think they can be competitive but I, I just don't see them being able to 
to have a good enough team to to contend for the playoffs. As it stands now, it's uh, it's a lot about um, some of the players they have on their roster improving and uh, what they can add and where they can find value. Uh, I think about Euroleague is that the pool of players that are available is, is quite vast and it's from all over the world and they might be able to find uh, a couple of players that can make them a playoff contender. As it stands, as uh, what we know from their roster for next season isn't quite there but um, we will wait to see what they can add until the, the beginning of the season and uh, after the World Cup and we will be previewing what we expect from this uh, Virtus team but now let's head into the individual breakdown of the five players we selected as the, the key players of this team and the, and the MVP of this team and also the a player that we want you guys to keep an eye on for the future within this roster and while we want to be able to break down every player on the team we want to acknowledge the contributions of players like Ismail Bako, Abbas, that uh, was one of the highlights of the season after his return from uh, injury. Jaiti, that uh, as Diogo just mentioned, we believe will be heading to Monaco. Cordinier, that uh, had extended with Bologna for next season. Manion, that uh, is has been announced as a new member of the Basconia roster for the next season. And uh, vit- veterans like Daniel Hackett, Kyle Wims, uh, also players like Lundeberg and Jordan Mickey that were part of this uh, Virtus Rosen and all contributed for the this season of Virtus and we won't be able to to break them all uh, in detail during this episode but we start our player breakdown with uh, the one that for us was the most valuable player the 65 36 year old Serbian guard the incredible Milos Teodosic that uh, as I previously mentioned is heading to Serbia to play with Red Star next season Teodosic was on his 11th uh, Euroleague season with uh, this being his first Euroleague season with Virtus, despite playing for the club in the past uh, four seasons. With uh, During this season, with 26 games played, he started nine of those. Teodosic averaged 10.4 points, six assists, and uh, 0.6 steals per game. But the most incredible start uh, for the 36-year-old player that mirrors the impact that he has on the basketball court and the impact he has on winning basketball games was his plus-minus, with Teodosic being one of only three Virtus players that uh, played at least 10 games ending the season with a positive plus minus at uh, plus 1.9 a whole 0.6 points ahead of Bellinelli and a whole 1.1 points over Ismail Bako showing how impactful Teodosic can be on the basketball court even uh, at uh, the age of uh, 36 he still um, has it in him to impact winning and to impact basketball at the, the highest level Teodosic is a EuroLeague champion in 2016 and won the Euro Cup in 2022 already representing this Virtus team he was also named the Euro Cup Finals MVP on the, the past season, on the previous season. He was named the Euro League MVP in 2009-2010 and was named uh, as a all-decade team player of the previous Euro League decade. He was one of the nominators for that award. Being a Euro League member in the 2010, 12, 13, 15, 16, 17, he was uh, all Euro League team uh, nominee in all of those editions of the Euro League. He's one of the greatest European basketball players and he still can do it at a very high level. He's a bright, brilliant basketball player, a maestro with the ball in his hands. What makes of the others each such a special talent that even at age 36 made him our Virtus Bologna MVP, Diogo? Yeah, man, it, it's just like you like you just said, uh, 36, uh, still being the, the MVP of one of Euroleague teams. 
So obviously he's such an elite playmaker. He can play at the point. He can play the two off the ball. Uh, his IQ is insane. Uh, obviously the experience he provides, uh, despite the age, he, he just continues to to amaze us. Like looks like every game he does something that we just like wow, like how. <laughs> He's so good. Uh, the things I've seen him do on the court, I mean, it just blows my mind how somebody would even dare to try some of the, some of those things. <laughs> but uh, obviously, he, he's an amazing player. I think he's a winner. He, he's had a, such an amazing career and he continues to, to produce at a, at a high level. So I think uh, in Red Star next year, he's going he's gonna to be very good again. And being at home too, uh, I think that's going to be awesome for him. Yeah, just imagine how exciting it will be to have Teodosic playing for Red Star and Red Star is building a, a very strong team like with several good additions to the roster. We are quite exciting about seeing how the, the final roster will look like. But having Teodosic playing in Serbia in front of those fans, it will be a, a great experience and EuroLeague just has to win a lot from it. But uh, let's continue in the Virtus breakdown right now and uh, keep that for our preview. We are quite, quite excited about that and there are few reasons to be quite excited about the next EuroLeague season after this incredible season we just had we are expecting even more and maybe after the best EuroLeague season ever we are about to get uh, it just uh, beated by another season that might be as amazing or probably even better but uh, after the incredible Teodosic and uh, we continue our breakdown with this time around we'll break down another key player of this uh, roster Toko Shengelia the 31 years old 6'9 forward from Georgia Shengelia was on his 10th Euroleague season with some of his more notable seasons being played with Pasconia, a club that he represented for six years. It was his longest stint in the in the Euroleague was with Pasconia. On his record books, Cengali has two Eurocup titles, one in 2010 with Valencia and another in 2022 with Virtus and uh, all Euroleague first team appearance in 2018. This season he played in 23 games, starting 17 of those and in an average of 23 minutes played per game, he records 9.4 points 3 rebounds, 3.1 assists and 0.9 steals. This season, Toko was also one uh, or gave us one of the most unusual moments of the competition with the player playing three games in three nights, traveling between EuroLeague games to play for Georgia national team. This just shows his commitment to the game, but uh, this is also something that we are happy to report that EuroLeague and FIFA seem to finally have reached an agreement and uh, to be in the same page to not allow these situations to happen in the future, promoting both competitions and making both competitions better. So this is something that uh, we should celebrate and uh, Toko Shigali just personifies that situation and this is something to be also happy about for the next EuroLeague season just adds to the competition but Diog what made of Toko one of the key players of this Virtus roster well I think he is one of those uh, power forward with high IQs that uh, that we usually talk about in terms of like Luke Sigma and guys like that uh, I think Shigali has a very high IQ he, he's versatile like he, he can play him at the three, the four, the five. It really doesn't matter. He, he's going to produce anywhere on the court. He, he's a good defender. He, he's experienced as well. Uh, I really like his game. It's just he, he does have a lot of injuries lately, and um, he did miss a lot of time this season. And I think that was a reason for for Virtus to not be as good as I as I thought they could be. But uh, obviously, he's a key piece for that team, and uh, I think he's uh, one of the elite power forwards in, in Euroleague. So uh, I, I really like his game. 
and uh, I can't wait to see what he does next year too. One of the, the things that makes me appreciate his game so much is his physicality and intensity he puts on the game and I think that might be one of the reasons we start seeing this injury starting to pile up a little bit. He might need to refine his game slightly for his later years of his career but uh, he is, as you said, one of the top four power forwards in the EuroLeague and uh, a player that adds immensely to any EuroLeague team and I still think he has many good seasons ahead of him. But another Another leader of this uh, Virtus team was the Italian Marco Bellinelli, the 6'5 shooting guard that at age 37 was back for his sixth EuroLeague season, where he had played for the last time in 20, uh, in 2007. After a long and successful NBA career, he was an NBA champion in 2014 with the San Antonio Spurs. He was one of the players that were part of the Virtus roster that won the Euro Cup in 2022. For the season, Bellinelli play 21 games and in an average of 17 minutes per game he was able to provide 10 points 1.4 rebounds 1.1 assists and 0.5 steals and mostly he was able to show flashes of his greatness being crucial uh, at times for to make this virtuous team a very competitive team at age 37 whatever we can get from Bellinelli I think it's worth celebrating I think he still has a couple more seasons on the docket do you agree yeah I think so uh, obviously a guy that experienced and with that level of a high Q like he has and his experience throughout the NBA and EuroLeague too. Um, his ability to shoot and coming off screens, I mean, age doesn't seem to have any effect on him uh, in regards to, to shooting and coming off screens to shoot. But he's also a very good passer uh, as a shooting guard. Uh, he can play a bit of small forward as well in EuroLeague, but uh, he's a very good passer. Uh, I wish he was a better ball handler, like as far as attacking the basket and creating his own shots and stuff like that. But I do think, obviously, at this, at this age, he's not going to be adding much stuff to his game. What he does, he is very effective at it, and he's one of the best uh, as far as coming off screens and, and lighting that up. So I, I think he has uh, two or three years left doing this because, obviously, he stays in shape to do that, and I think he can help any team, but uh, he's going to continue with Virtus, and he's going to help them a lot, obviously. Belladelli has some great moments playing for the Italian national team as well, and in the last uh, Eurobasket that we watched uh, he a player like him would have been great, a great addition to the Italian national team he's not uh, participating anymore in international competitions for the, the Italians but uh, he's a great player with a great career that deserves to be celebrated and uh, it's great to to be able to see him and that moments he really can take over and he can still show the old Bellinelli is there and like you mentioned he stays in shape to do that and he's able to still do that not for as long periods of time as he was able to do before but I think he's a EuroLeague level player and a high level one even if in a shorter role and a smaller role for for a team like Virtus I hope he's enjoying the last years of his career because we certainly are but uh, let's move on into another key player for this roster and that was Semi Ojale the 6'6 28 years old Nigerian American player that is heading to Valencia next season. This uh, was his uh, first EuroLeague season and he played 24 games, starting 21 of them. And in 23 minutes per game, he contributed with 10.5 points, 3.8 rebounds and 0.8 steals per game. What balance you make of this uh, Ojale's uh, first season in the EuroLeague and what can Valencia fans expect from him on the, the next season? Well, uh, I think he honestly uh, is nice as a EuroLeague player. I like him better as a EuroLeague player than an NBA player. Uh, he's obviously such a, a strong wing. He's a very good defender. He, he's good in the catch and shoot threes. Uh, 
Uh, obviously, he's not the best scorer, like in terms of creating his shot and, and getting a bucket, but he's a, a very decent shooter and he does whatever you ask him to do. Like, he will guard your best player. He, he's not going to demand the ball. So, I, I think he's a very good guy to have in EuroLeague and I think he's going to help Valencia a lot in terms of them improving. So, I, I think he's a good EuroLeague player and he can help any team because he's a guy who, who gives his all when he's on the court. So, you, you're always going to get his best. He, he tries hard, he works hard. So uh, I, I think he has a place in, in EuroLeague for sure, and he's going to help Valencia a lot next year. For me, Ajale is a player like tiny bit as what uh, Nigel Hayes Davis was before this uh, offensive breakout this season. Uh, he's he doesn't have the game of a superstar, but he's a superstar role player in, for any team, and he has a type of game that can fit any team with his defensive ability and his shooting ability, and he can certainly add. And he that's what made of him one of the key players of this Virtus team, and I'm certain that uh, we will see that translating to Valencia and uh, he will be able to contribute probably at an even higher level because Valencia might need even more of him and let's see if he has in him uh, ability to do even slightly more while being able to be a superstar role player that uh, he certainly is but uh, we end our players breakdown with a player that is worth to keep an eye on for the future Alexandro Paiola the 6'4 years old Italian guard was on his first EuroLeague season after playing the previous three in the Eurocup with Virtus, Paolo played 29 games this season, and in 17 minutes per game, he averaged 3.1 points, 1.8 rebounds, 2.5 assists, and 1.2 steals per game. His defensive ability is one of his calling cards, and um, he also has shown ability as a playmaker, and this, these two characteristics are, for me, what makes him an intriguing player and a player that is worth to keep an eye on for the future and that can become an important player and a relevant player at the early level. Why do you would say, and why would you tell our listeners that uh, he is a player that is worth to keep an eye on moving forward in the year like well obviously his age like being such a young guard he's already uh, <clears throat> a good contributor to, to teams um, like you mentioned when they won uh, Euro Cup uh, with Virtus I, I used to follow that team a lot because I've always been such a, a huge Teodosic fan and uh, I was really I enjoyed watching them play in Euro Cup and just dominating everybody and Paiola already had a, a very decent role on that team being so young and contributing to winning. So as a young guard, I think he's very consistent and solid all around, like defensively, offensively. Like you said, uh, defense is kind of his calling card, but uh, he's developed a lot as a playmaker and he's capable of doing it. So uh, I really like Paiola. Uh, I think he has a, a bright career ahead of him and he's just uh, such an all-around guard and that's rare to find. So I think he has a, a nice career ahead of him, for sure. This uh, 2.5 assists and 1.2 steals per game in only 17 minutes uh, really shows his um, ability to read the game and to, to perform and contribute to win even a reduced role he's one of the players that can step up and take a bigger role and uh, in the next two three years become a relevant player and um, a consistent starter and that can contribute at a high level in the, the EuroLeague and he's one of the players to be excited for in the future of the EuroLeague but on this Virtus roster we were not short of basketball greats and after talking about players like Teodosic and Bellinelli it's time to talk about their head coach Sergio Scariolo the Italian coach is with Without a shadow of a doubt, one of the greatest basketball minds and one of the greatest coaches in the world. Proof of that are the several gold medals he 
has collected with Spain in the World Cup in 2019 and in the Eurobasket 2009, 2011, 2015, and the most impressive of all, the last Eurobasket in 2022 with a team that uh, wasn't anywhere close to a favorite that uh, was able to, to perform at the highest level, take advantage of their opportunities. And Scariolo showed his genius and uh, was able to lead that, uh, that team to, to gold. While he still looks for his first EuroLeague title, he won the EuroCup with Vir- Virtus in 2022 before the team came back into the EuroLeague for this uh, 22-23 uh, campaign. Duke, what would you say that makes Coach Scariolo such a special coach and a basketball genius? Well, obviously, uh, I think his resume uh, speaks for itself. I mean, he's a winner, <laughs> uh, a high, high-level coach. Uh, for me, uh, in my opinion, what we saw happen in the Eurobasket in 2022 was like one of the craziest things I- I've ever seen in basketball because even though Spain had a, a very good team, I don't think they were close to being the favorites, like you said. And I think the re- the sole reason why they won was because of his coaching. Uh, I think every matchup they had in, in that tournament, he just outcoached every single coach on the other teams. And uh, I think they won that because of him uh, with his high IQ, his tactics that uh, he used. So I think he's a very good coach. I think him and Milos, uh, that pairing is like <laughs> insane level IQ as far as uh, point guard coach. And uh, it was very fun to see while it lasted. Uh, obviously, Milos is leaving now. But I think uh, Scariolo is one of the best coaches in Europe, for sure. And uh, I I hope they can have a, a competitive team for us to see his brilliance as a coach once again. Uh, obviously, throughout the season, throughout the full season, it's tougher to, to make those adjustments uh, instead of just like in a tournament. Obviously, kind of like in the NBA and playoff series, it's easier for coaches to adjust in series, in, in short stints. So uh, I think for a full season, it's tough. But it, I think he does a very good job at keeping Virtus a, a competitive team. And uh, I can't wait to see his work next year. Yeah, I will be floored if... Uh... Scariolo doesn't uh, have many winning seasons ahead of him. He's clearly one of the best in the business and uh, he just adds immense talent to, to the EuroLeague. Let's wrap up this episode of the European Hoops podcast. To all the Virtus fans out there, let us know what you would like us to discuss regarding Virtus when we preview their next EuroLeague season and tune in for our last uh, four team recaps. We are running out of teams to recap but the uh, World Cup is arriving and we'll be previewing it for you guys. We'll be covering it for you guys right before we ramp up to the next EuroLeague season so make sure you stick around with us and uh, thank you for all the positive feedback we have been getting from all of you guys subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Itos EuroLeague where we bring you any news that break about the competition must watch games injury reports and our daily trades in the end of each day of the competition bringing you all the highlights of the action my name is Andre and I'll be seeing you guys soon bye guys see you on next episode